Hi everyone, welcome to CCS podcast. Every year, CCS took students for a summer field trip course. This year, Professor Gao Yunwen led the trip, but in a very unusual circumstance. So I invite Professor Gao Yunwen to talk about her field trip course. I understand you led the course online. What are the challenges? The biggest challenge for me is actually to conduct the course entirely online. Originally, I have planned to take the students to Quanzhou and also Xiamen, two major cities, coastal cities in the Fujian province. However, due to the outbreak of COVID-19, the entire course has to be conducted online. So this this is the most challenging part of the course. Mm-hmm. What what did you do to get students know about this place? What kind of activities or materials do you use? The first thing I did is to redesign the course for the online platform and also shift the focus of the course to more of a preparation for future field work and a guidance for students to conduct those field trips prepare research topics that they can conduct in the future. And also in this concern, I have redesigned the entire course to be more text-based, to be research-oriented. And I have also pulled a lot of visual resources from internet, including some news, news reports about, for example, topics like Nanning, the music of the South, which is very famous in Quanzhou City. And also, students are invited to design their own research topic in any of the cities that they are interested in, so that in the future, what we have taught them in this course can be reused in their research. Hmm. Do you find any pros of uh, conducting such kind of a course on Zoom? Because these days, we all have to somehow use Zoom uh, for teaching. Is there anything that you like about it hmm. or not at all? I actually find it the most rewarding part is actually giving students lectures before actually going there to do some field work. In the past, for our center, we usually begin the course right at the beginning of the summer summer term, and this allows a very limited time for students to get prepared and even to know the culture or the background of the city that we're going to. And many of the students are actually first-time visitors of those cities that we have chosen. The online platform actually allows me to um, show some of the podcasts available on the internet to show them what the city looks like and also so what are the major topics that I want them to focus on? So this is, I think, one part that I would like to incorporate in future field trips. The field trip course in the future, I'm planning to pre-record some lectures and give students more preparation before we actually go into the field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's a good idea because in the past, it's a few very cramped mm-hmm. when we have to give half-day lecture, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right before we embark on the bus. So why Quanzhou? Our program has never been to that place. Why did you pick that place? Mm-hmm. In fact, we have, for, for example, Professor Ling has taken students to Shanghai and also some cities in the vicinity of Shanghai. And there are also other professors who have taken students to Chongqing, to Guangdong, all those places we have been to. But Quanzhou was not on the list before. This year I have picked Quanzhou because one thing, the rich history of Quanzhou deserves some mentioning in one of our field trips. And also, in addition to the rich historical culture, for example, Quanzhou was the starting point of the maritime Silk Road. 
And also for this reason, it was selected as the starting point of the new Belt and Road Initiative by the CCP recently. So these two are the major reasons that I focused on this city. And after visiting Quanzhou, I actually find it really impressive. The city has very vibrant leisure culture, especially one thing that I just mentioned, Nanying or the music of the South. It, Could you say a little bit more about what Nanying is and uh, why it is impressive? So uh, Nanying literally means the music of the South, and it's one of the oldest musical forms preserved in the culture of southern Fujian province. And many of the performances are conducted in the local dialect alone. And it has been widespread not only in Fujian province, but also in other places like Taiwan and also Southeast Asia. It has been a major leisure time entertainment and also a musical form and as well as a very important element of the religious life of the local that pulls overseas Chinese communities to this specific place, Quanzhou. So I remember you actually went to Quanzhou last December for a pilot trip, right, in preparation of the course. So besides Nying, anything else that impressed you about the city? I think for the the actual pilot field trip that I went in December last year, it actually helped me a lot. I have used that opportunity to take a lot of photos of the local religious sites. This is one of the things that students find it really interesting and impressive because of, because of the rich history of uh, maritime culture, Quanzhou has become a place where a lot of different religion coexist together in just one very small city, the downtown area. In the course, I have shown students the photos I've taken at some Buddhist temples and also Taoist temples and also other religious places that other cities might not actually have. So students find it really rewarding to be able to see this kind of vibrant culture and diverse um, environment. I mean, China has very rapid urbanization and a lot of cities has demolished their downtown areas and those old buildings. It sounds like Quanzhou seems to be quite different. Why do you think that it can still preserve all the multi-religious, multi-cultural elements in the city based on your future and your reading. Why, why it is so special? One of the key reasons is that the city has been listed as a UNESCO historical heritage, and, uh, intangible culture heritage city. So the downtown area specifically has been preserved pretty well. But like other major Chinese cities, the city has also undergone a major urbanization process. But the uh, municipal government was able to preserve the very small downtown area but then expand the suburban area to be more industrial. Um, in fact, some of the key brands of shoemakers, for example, Anta, mm. is located in Quanzhou, and they have been taking up almost the entire industrial area in the city. And uh, it's quite difficult, actually, to navigate from the downtown area to those suburban areas. And not many facilities have been built in those industrial areas. So overall, there is still a lot to do for the government to plan the development of the city in the future. That sounds fascinating. I really look forward to visiting the place, hopefully maybe uh, with you and other students in the future. Thank you very much for joining our podcast. Thank you.
You've been listening to a CCS short podcast brought to you by the Center for China Studies at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. If you would like to learn more about this field trip as well as all of the other events happening in our center, you can check out our newsletter. It'll be published November 1st, and you can find it on our website at ccs.cuhk.edu.hk or on social media. Special thanks to Yan Yichiao for the music. 